It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com, and I'm delighted to have on the line Tanya Howard, the founder of the Waimea Ocean Film Festival, coming up in January. Tanya, thank you for taking the time this afternoon. Thank you, Emily. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Well, I went to the Facebook page as of uh, recently. You've been starting to post some of the uh, films that we're going to get a chance to see and the Waimea Ocean Film Festival coming up January 2nd through the 10th, and I thought, take a few minutes. I saw also that you've got passes on, on the WaimeaOceanFilm.org website, so passes are available right now. People can start purchasing. So how about giving us a, kind of a who, what, where, when, and why, and maybe even an overview. I always love the story about how you happen to start this wonderful event, one of my favorite events of all the years I've lived in Hawaii, because it's called educational, cultural, fun, just a, a wonderful event. So if you would. Um, sure. Well, we have an exciting array of films. It sounds like you've been watching the Facebook postings. Um, I don't know if you have questions about any films in particular. Well, I thought you could just kind of give us an overview of the dates and the, you know, like 60 films and seminars and everything, and then I'm going to go through the ones on Facebook, and you can just give us a little comment about some of them. Oh, sure. Yep, dates are January 2nd to 5 is the part of the event, and during this time, films play simultaneously between Kahilu Theater, um, HPA Hawaii Preparatory Academy Gates Theater, Parker School Theater, and the Fairmont Orchid Hawaii. January 6th through 10, films move to Four Seasons Resort, Hawaii. So some of the wonderful properties on the Big Island of Hawaii and what I find is it's not just great films, but we get a chance to really see some wonderful properties and interesting venues. You know, just like Kahilo Theater, wonderful theater up in Waimea, Mauna Kea Resort, you know, just, you know, world-renowned. And then, of course, the Fairmont Orchid at Manalani. Uh, every venue is just wonderful. And then moving down to Four Seasons at Hualalai. So it's it's not just the films you get to see, but these wonderful properties, too. So a little bit about um, what I is amazing to me, and I've only I've been two years now. And Joe Fagundes, who is a friend of mine, was is one of your sponsors, and he suggested a few years I go, and I went to a couple films, and I ended up working around my work schedule and getting through like six days of films. And that's what I really want to encourage people to do is is kind of take a look as you putting the schedule up, and they can look at last year's program on the Waimea Ocean Film dot org website, but uh, talk a little bit how you suggest for people to, you know, the passes, first of all, that you've got on sale at the website right now, how people can, you know, get the four-day pass or one day or six punch. Yes, that's a good point. The pass system is really a wonderful way to experience the festival. When people, once they have a four-day pass, it's fun to watch um, their enthusiasm grow as they become completely immersed in the event and kind of race from film to film. It's fun to see people holding on to the program and circling and scheduling the films and and um, and speakers they'd like to listen to. But you're right, there is also a six-punch pass. This can be shared among multiple users, and then people can, can purchase individual tickets as well. Well, you know, it's, it isn't just the films. It's the seminars, the breakfast talks. I've been to, you know, a little bit of everything over the couple of years, and 
And you're right, if you look at the program ahead of time, and I guess you're going to have that online, the 2017 come to the latter part of December as you get all the films in place or get the program together. It's so your descriptions, even as you have on Facebook right now, about the films, you just honor them so much. That's what I love is just even looking at the pictures and the descriptions is wonderful and the films themselves are wonderful. So there's all kinds of aspects of the way that you have designed this festival over the years and you know the films are they're thought-provoking i think that i mean the surf films are exciting the the history of things like the paniolo or the hokalea the polynesian voyage society all of it it's just it it sparks every emotion in somebody as you as you do go from film to film and that is kind of what you end up doing that's what i i find and i kept running into the same people at different films and so wonderful to see how they're full houses and, and the enthusiasm. So talk about the, the matrix of your scheduling, how you set it up so that if people can't get to a film during the day because of work schedule, you somehow have figured out where people have options to get to the films they want. Yes, the matrix is a little bit of a mind bender to put together. Um, so thank you for noticing, but their films are carefully um, mixed throughout, especially the four-day period, January 2nd to 5, when we have four venues to work with. Um, I work to to try to make sure that different types of films are playing at any single time, so people could choose between um, maybe a lighthearted, fun adventure film or a surf film or something that would give more history and background about the island and culture or thought-provoking um, or serious film that there are different options at any given time um, as well that the same films are played in different venues and at different times of day like you noted so that people have more than one chance to see any single film. Well, how, how many years is this for the film festival? The Waimea Ocean Film Festival is Tanya Howard who's speaking with the founder and the executive director. And this is what year? We're heading into year number seven. Number seven. Well, yeah, the content is just so massive. I mean, it's just, you know, 60 films and just the the array of, of the type of film you had. So looking at the Facebook uh, page, you started posting some of them. And let's just uh, maybe a mention, you know, a little mention about some of them here. The surf films are incredible, not just to watch the, the surfing, but so much we learn about the history of surfing and everything. So uh, the ones that you've posted, uh, like the Joy of Surfing you posted, you want to make mention of that? That's the Hawaii premiere? Um, yes, that's just a little, um, that's a short film actually um, produced in in England. So it's fun to kind of have a have a mix of films. Um, maybe about the lighter side of, of surfing, just the joy of being out there in the water. And at the same time, you have these incredible you know, 60, 70, uh, hour and a half films of surfing. Last year was the one with Garrett McNamara. And um, tell me, you know, is, is, does he come back to, did he get one of the best films or something or one of the ones that he was in? Because you bring a film back, right, that was voted best film? Um, yes, we do bring our People's Choice winner back, and there are a couple of films we're bringing back this year, um, and I think we'll have a new film with Garrett McNamara. It's it's in the works. I'm waiting for it um, at this moment, but, but he should be joining us as well. In addition, so Garrett has the record, right, 78-foot wave? Yes, which is hard to fathom, isn't it? <laughs> but his surfing partner, who... Um, participates with him in all of these events and, and towed him into that wave will be here as well, also from the UK. 
or I should say his surfing partner, will be here from the UK. And that's Andrew Cotton. And we've shown a number of films about Andrew Cotton over the years, so it will be pretty exciting to have him join us also. Well, and then you go, you know, you could watch exciting surf films, and then you have another one uh, about the plastics, the uh, a plastic ocean. Yes, and that's an extraordinary film. It's perhaps the most comprehensive film I've seen about plastics. Um, it was produced by a man named Adam Leipzig, who's going to be joining us also. And he is a former vice president of Disney Studios, as well as former president of National Geographic Films. So it's a very, very well-done film, very very thought-provoking. Well, what I found with the films, that there were ones that were really exciting for me. There were ones that had subject matter, like you've had other films about the plastic that were just made me so aware of things. It's like, wow, how did I not know more about this? Well, this is how I learn more, by seeing films like this. And that's what I love. It is it is so educational and so many different things, like uh, just the the broad spectrum of topics and subjects. And I think a way to kind of address that is maybe just share a little bit how you started the festival and how it's evolved to being here on the Big Island and being able to, to make it so comprehensive. Well, that's an interesting question. And, and as you noted, I also wasn't aware of many of these issues until um, in the plastic issue in particular until I saw a film about plastics in the ocean. And it was another film I had seen about the issue of industrial overfishing um, of the ocean and what's happening as a result of that that, that sparked the festival in many ways, um, along with a film about ocean acidification, about which I, I actually had known nothing until I, I had seen the film. Um, and in seeing the film and understanding how serious um, these issues are and what they'll mean for, for my daughter, for the next generation, what they'll mean for us, um, really, really sparked the showing of films. I hadn't actually meant to do more than show films over a single weekend, um, but with that first showing, people asked that the films be brought to other locations, and, and that's how the festival, festival really began. And for me, the industrial overfishing was another one over the last two years, the films you've showed, that just, just to be educated and be aware of it, because those are big issues we read about in Hawaii and the, the ocean, you know, limits and the the uh, mass fishing and everything. So I just am so grateful because you you sparked not just an interest in me, but sometimes as you get more knowledge, everything becomes more interesting. You become more aware and you engage more in conversation. And I think that's what the films have done for me the last couple of years is that I'm more conscious every every day of the year of things that, that have been brought to my mind, even to the point of last year you had one of, the, uh, of ants and men, I think it was. I mean, just becoming more aware of bugs that I see because of that film you showed. That was one of my favorite films. Yeah, I'll never look at an ant the same way. <laughs> I think it was the, one of the people's, didn't that win a people's award last year too or two years ago or something? Whatever, it was fantastic. So it's Tanya Howard we're talking with the, a founder and executive director of the Waimea Ocean Film Festival. As we said, it's January 2nd through the 5th up in Waimea, Mauna Kea Resort, and the Fairmont Orchid at Manalani Resort. And then it moves down to the Four Seasons Resort, who all the like, January 6th through the 10th. And she's got special rates at Hapuna uh, uh, Beach Prince Hotel for that week. I had some friends last year who ended up getting that room rate for their, their children for their honeymoon and uh, saw the film festival. So that was pretty neat. So, yeah, they can, they can check that, but get all that information at WaimeaOceanFilm.org. 
So Tanya's really covered all the bases, if you, you know, for not just watching the film but enjoying the Big Island and some of the other uh, ancillary events that you have and talks and breakfast talks. And um, if you were going to, you know, I, I, get, I remember you telling me the first time I, I went was try to go the first day so that you really get a feeling and, and as you keep looking at the program of what it is you want to see. Yes, and then you start to hear from other people what films they're excited about and, and it gives you more opportunity to see everything you might like to see. Well, I'm a, a proud supporting sponsor of the Waimea Ocean Film Festival, and I know someone else who is, which is Barb Garcia with uh, Kaleo uh, Magazine, Keola Magazine. And they've been doing such a nice job all year. You've always been very, not just supportive, but educated us so well on the Polynesian Voyage Society and the, the Hokulea and Pad and uh, Pomai, Tashan, Shorty Bertelman, people that are so involved in those voyages across the Pacific, but they moved to the Atlantic Ocean last summer, right? And and so are they in, involved this year as well? Yes. The extent of their voyage last year is a little bit mind-boggling. They actually sailed from Cape Town, South Africa, all the way to Brazil, then up to Florida, up along the eastern seaboard, um, as far as they actually went further north than Maine. I think they made it all the way up to Nova Scotia. To Quebec um, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, spent time in New York City, Washington, D.C. along the route. They are just finishing up or just finished dry dock in Norfolk, Virginia, and will be heading back towards the Pacific this over the winter. So. And Keola Magazine has done a great job of covering that through the winter. And, of course, you can go online and, and, and sign up for their newsletter as they've been traveling throughout the summer. And you've done such a, a wonderful job of showcasing some of those old, uh, I say films, because it was before video. In the early days, they did use film. And now they they can actually, it's online every day, every hour, that you, they're able to give updates. So it's interesting to watch how technology has changed all of us being able to watch those voyages from when they didn't have nothing like that was online or, you know, it would be the time delay before we would get news. Um, what will you be showing in that regard? Well, we will have an exhibit fresh off the presses. I actually have been working on that this weekend um, with images from the the voyage this past year, some stunning, some stunning imagery. And so that will be hanging at Kahilu Theater. Um, and the opening for that will happen on January 2nd with a special ceremony. We'll like you did last year? Like similar? Last year, yes. Oh, that was beautiful. Okay. Yes. We'll have a map um, on the wall with the exhibit as well that will detail the route. And along with the map, we'll have talks in the morning about different aspects of the festival, like the, or not the festival, but the voyage, like the logistics and planning. Um, some of the changes that occurred with the sail route, all the, all the, everything they had to consider in terms of the sail plan for last year. Um, so we should have some fascinating talks and discussions as well. And in addition, we'll have a film which was just completed about the voyage last year also. Oh, that'd be wonderful. And again, uh, Keola Magazine's done such a nice job uh, over this last year of, of following their, their updates. And I know they're one of your proud supporters and sponsors. And of course, you couldn't do it without your sponsors and your, your uh, what, is, what do you call it, the circle of friends or inner circle? Um, yeah. it, it's just a massive project if you want to just say, you know, something in that regard. 
Yes, you're absolutely right. This wouldn't happen without our inner circle supporters and patrons. Um, they've been really wonderful to support the event and help build it over the years. And then our sponsors, um, you know, invaluable. I just can't say enough. It's been so wonderful to work with, with everyone I've had the opportunity to work with on this as well. It's uh, Tanya Howard, the founder and executive director of the Waimea Ocean Film Festival, again, January 2nd through the 10th. There's several venues. You can go to the WaimeaOceanFilm.org and also their Facebook page and wonderful photographs as well on, on Instagram and they're on Twitter. And just, a, a, just even if you don't, if you don't get to the film festival, you will learn a lot by following the post that Tanya is putting up. One of my favorite, and I met her two years ago, was uh, Anna Trent. And, and I guess she is the Hanai daughter of Bud Brown, who was one of, is the, you know, the, the original surf movie person. And, and I, I guess in, I thought it was it 1987, his films was, uh, voted the best in three of the three surf films ever. But she was, um, he willed all his photographs and his archives and everything to her. And she has done such a wonderful job of showcasing those original films when they, you know, the kind of cameras they use and everything. Can you talk about uh, their participation and will they be doing the Bud Brown Surf Award again this year? Yes, on both accounts. We're very fortunate to have Anna Trent Moore and her husband Ron Moore join us um, with the festival. It's very, very rare for them to offer private viewings of these films. Um, and so it's fortunate to be able to share them here at the festival. And they will be presenting the Bud Brown Surf Award here again this year for one of our surf films, too. I love the story. Now, if I understand correctly, uh, Anna Trent Moore is the daughter of the surfer Buddy Trent, right, who was Bud Brown's best real good friend. And that was back in the, was it 60s? Right, that's correct. And okay. one of the interesting things about the Bud Brown Film Archives, which they run now, is that you'll find um, that they're credited in many of the surf films out today across the board. So they provide that old footage to most of the surf films out there, actually. And, you know, in all of these films, I think that's what's so interesting to watch. Like, even in some of the surf films that you had last year, like uh, they would show the the life journey of a of a surfer that had a, had a film it went from that father using almost somatics to you know digital I mean, it was just it was amazing to, for us to realize exponentially how much has happened so quickly so that these kinds of things can be documented but it also means that we have to give a whole lot of credit to those pioneers way back I mean it's pioneering at every stage but way back when was really pioneering in my estimation. But uh, it's pretty exciting to watch. It's true, and that's what makes his films doubly extraordinary is, is to see what kind of footage he was able to capture given the equipment that he had then. And and how the guys that captured it, you know, what they had to do in order to get that footage. It's just, just a, an amazing thing. But I want to encourage everybody to go to WaimeaOceanFilm.org. The program from last year is up. You'll see how comprehensive it is. It's great reading. It's like having your own book. I've got it in my hand now. I'm always looking through it because there's so much you can learn just from reading your little recaps. That's the part to me that is so admirable is the the the, the content of the program and what you've explained and and um, you know the guest speakers and presentations. You give so much history about the speakers and the the, the old photographs. So thank you so much for. 
all that you offer all of us that want to come to the Waimea Ocean Film Festival January 2nd through the 10th and uh, passes, four-day passes, one-day pass, uh, six-punch passes. All, all kinds of passes are available at WaimeaOceanFilm.org. And Tanya Howard, any last thoughts to our listeners? I'm, we're going to stay in touch with you. And uh, I really want to send people to the Facebook page, too, to keep up to date because you've been posting quite a few of, of little recaps of what you now have uh, set up for this year. Yes, and um, I'll keep posting what you noted about the special rates at Hapuna Prince um, Beach Hotel is wonderful. Those are available January 2nd through 12th, and it's such a wonderful property. As well, the Mauna Kea Beach Hotel is also going to be offering special rates. Um, so that's a wonderful way to be able to both enjoy some time here and the festival. And um, like you said, thank you again to our wonderful, wonderful sponsors and supporters out there. Okay, well, we will stay in touch, and uh, again, look, looking forward to it, and thanks for your time, Tanya. Thanks, Emily. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Okay, take care. So that is uh, someone who I have a very high regard for. So again, Waimea Ocean Film Festival, WaimeaOceanFilm.org, Waimea Ocean Film Festival, and the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and it really will showcase not just uh, Hawaii films are from all over the world. So kudos to Tanya for all her great efforts. All the volunteers, they do a wonderful job as well. And I'm um, looking forward to being there. See you on the Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. I want to make a, a few comments about Keola Magazine, one of the supporters of the Waimea Ocean Film Festival, as they are of so many events on the big island of Hawaii. But Keola means the life. And the magazine celebrates the arts, culture, and sustainability of Hawaii Island our community magazine, your community magazine, as they say, and it does a, just a wonderful job. But the November-December issue, as I mentioned earlier with uh, Tanya, they do do a little overview of the Lake 23. They've been following the Hokulea voyage, the worldwide voyage, all year. But this issue is about Lake 23, which took the Hokulea through 61 locks. And some of the, the, some of the locks... Uh, the Hokulea is 19.5 feet wide, and the locks were the widest at 21 feet. So they only had a foot and a half less than on either side. It's just amazing to hear about this uh, going through the locks. And the nice thing about the Hokulea, so nice overview in Keola Magazine. But you can also, you can go to, um, you can follow the Hokulea. At Hokulea.com, and they have, you can follow it on a tracking map. It's just so, come so far, the technology and the, the sophistication of them being able to let us know where they are on their voyages. And it's, um, when you think that they didn't have this technology way back when, when they started the Hokulea, and now we can follow it day by day. They do reports with PBS, uh, the school kids are involved. Uh, they have outreach tools. It's really wonderful what's happened. Crew blogs. Um, the photography that we can, the photographs we can see along the along the the voyage is is really wonderful. But you can sign up for their newsletters too, and uh, gosh, the newsletters are are very frequent. You can also donate. That's a that's an important part of it. We can all donate to be part of the. Uh, support of the worldwide voyage. So like the most recent uh, newsletter just came, uh, what, 16 hours ago from when I'm doing this this segment. Uh, they're on the East Course after a historic welcoming ceremony and World Ocean Day celebration in New York City. Hokulea sailed through New England, reaching as far as Nova Scotia before sailing back down the coast. 
So uh, keep updated. They're going to be making their East Coast port stops, and they have a link there where we can follow it for the educational leg and some wonderful pictures. So from the frigid waters of the U.S. East Coast, <laughs> the worldwide crew says aloha. Uh, very, very interesting. And certainly I would say, if nothing else, sign up for the newsletter. But getting back to Kaola Magazine, the issue, November, December issue, a lot of things that pertain to what Tanya and I t- talked about with the Waimea Ocean Film Festival. Like the one of the, the shows with the Waimea Ocean Film Festival, I think was called, uh, oh, what was it? Um, the The Plastic. Oh, let me find it here. It's called A Plastic Ocean. It was a similar movie I saw last year that raised the bar for me on my own personal recycling. I was a recycler, but not nearly to the point of um, what I'm learning I can do that's so simple to do. But there's a wonderful story by Karen Valentine about the uh, recycle uh, centers of Hawaii, and it's it's really quite Extensive uh, Recycle Hawaii, promoting reuse in a big way. So reduce, recycle, reuse. And she gets into the history of it and really gets into some numbers that are quite astounding. For instance, uh, the the Keao, in 2003, Recycle Hawaii in the county opened the Keao Reuse and Recycling Center. So it now is the reuse center for uh, several areas, Pahoa, Keao, uh, Waimea, a couple other areas. But in the last two years, they've diverted a monthly average of 23 tons of reusable material from the East Hawaii landfill. So that's, and what it is, is when we go to the transfer stations and we, we, uh, that's where we dump our, or deposit our reusables like, um, you know, cardboard, newspapers, green waste, things like that. We can also take clothing and hardware and sporting equipment, all kinds of things that we want to get have people recycle. And it can be used at the reuse uh, stations. And once they sort it, anything that's reusable, they resell. They use it for resale and raising funds. And it's it's pretty neat. You can do it all in one stop, but it's nice to see just how much. I mean, almost anything reusable uh, you get a donation form in, re- in return, but it's, I would say, you know, pick up a Kill magazine and read this story. It's pretty extensive and um, what a wonderful effort on the part of uh, Recycle Hawaii. So that's one of the stories. There's also a very nice story. Um, I know I'm going to make a trip to Hilo, and there's so many, the Imaloa Center, which uh, Keola has done wonderful stories on that. And this month they have a story on the uh, Moku Papa. Pa, Moku Papapa Discovery Center in downtown Hilo by Karen Valentine. So, again, a very extensive story that's all about the, uh, the, the Northwest uh, Hawaiian Islands and all the marine life and just uh, Discovery Center. That's a great name for it. So that's in Hilo, Hilo and they've opened a larger center just recently. Uh, they opened up in 2002, and now they have a much larger center. I think I saw that it was like what 30,000 square feet of total space. So a lot of wonderful things happening and a, and a lot of wonderful showcasing of these things happening on the Big Island by Kaola Magazine. Also, they in, in this issue, they have a, 
a story about the spirits of Hawaii and land. It's a multimedia exhibit at Kihilu Theater, which is one of the focal points for the Waimea Ocean Film Festival in January, January 2nd through the 10th, up in Waimea, the 2nd through the 5th, and Mauna Kea Resort and the Fairmont Orchid, and then moves down to Four Seasons Resort Hualalai through the 10th. But uh, that exhibit will be at Kahilo Theater. They'll also have a wonderful exhibit regarding the Hokulea and uh, at the Kahilo Theater during the Waimea Ocean Film Festival. So a lot of good uh, partnership in regards to KOA Magazine showcasing many of the things that we want to know, but also uh, marriage nicely with what, what Tanya Howard is doing at Waimea Ocean Film Festival. So once again, Waimea Ocean Film Dot org. You can get your uh, four-day pass, one-day pass, six-punch pass, all kinds of discounted passes available right now. Find out about the discounted hotel rooms at the Hapuna Beach Prince Hotel. Start to get some uh, short overview of the films that Tanya is bringing, over 60 films, seminars, and breakfast talks for the Waimea Ocean Film Festival. And uh, check out her Facebook page, also KaolaMagazine.com. You can get subscriptions to Kaola Magazine there. The magazine, the beautiful hard copy magazines are complimentary on newsstands everywhere. Also, there the magazine is online, but you can order a subscription and have it sent to your friends. It's a beautiful gift. I've given it to some people on the mainland who are visitors here and love the magazine, and they love getting it throughout the year. So... A big uh, kudos to to both Waimea Ocean Film Festival and Kaola Magazine for all that I've learned from them. And it's there for all of us to enjoy all of their efforts. And I want to do special thanks to my supporters of the Emily T. Gale Show, Waikoloa Beach Resort, uh, Chikunataki at Viaha River Coffee, Bike Works Beach and Sport, Aloha Visitor Guides, um, 808 Computers, uh, Kaola Magazine, Special thanks to uh, West Hawaii Today, Short Hops, for all the good support they give me and listening to the, my, my guest lineup is. And, of course, a very extra mahalo to uh, all the folks at Pacific Radio Group, ESPN, Hawaii.com, ESPN Radio, AM 850 and Hilo, AM 795, part of Pacific Media Group, not Radio Group, Media Group. Big Island Now is a wonderful website. But to Josh Pacheco, a uh, big thanks for all his help getting my show up every when every time I turn it in. So again, and the Pacific uh, Media Group is uh, it's the Beat Radio. It's ESPN uh, Hawaii. It is uh, Kappa Radio, and it is KPIG Radio. So they encompass a lot, and they also do a great job. Uh, supporting all the events in the community. So thanks, everyone, for listening to the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Aloha.